Hello, family. Hey, everybody. How, How you guys doing? doing? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for joining us for another CPR experience, Conflict produces resolutions yes. and we thank you thank you thank you whether you're at home probably coming from church uh or you're listening after church whatever you're doing working cleaning cooking whatever you're doing we thank you for joining us today um, for another cpr experience uh, we really appreciate you listening and, and we're praying that you hear something that encourages you that pumps life into you um that pumps passion that pumps victory into your life and so we mm-hmm. thank you Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for listening in. Um, it's our job um, to encourage you, and I'm praying that we do our jobs. Amen. Amen. Right. Just said amen like we at church. Yeah. We at church today. <laughs> I don't have no pulpit, nothing, but we thank God that you're here with us, and we truly um, bless God for your presence. Um, today is a very important topic, as always. Um, we're dealing with um, things in our lives that have. Uh, mag- uh, mannerisms, attitudes, thoughts, um, practices, habits, habits mm-hmm. um, tendencies, tendencies, yeah, mm-hmm. that we're working on, things that that aren't fruitful, things that we do or say or act or don't do or don't say or don't act, um, things that that have happened to us in the past that we are working on now in our present, whether in our relationships, whether in our dreams or visions. Ministry, jobs, um, approach to our children, parenting. Um, we want to talk about that today. Um, things that have been planted yeah. um, inside of us that either has bore fruit or has given us weeds. Mm-hmm. You know, things that have uh, either choked the life out of us or things that have given given us life. Things that have hurt us. Things that have um, gave us problems that we are challenged with today. And so we're going to talk about that today. It's really important um, that we really look at. The internal issues. I believe that uh, too many times we 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 go to God and we ask Him to deal with the symptoms, mm. um, our bad right. mouths, um, the attitude, the thought. But we, we really need God to go to the core of what our issues are. Mm-hmm. That pain, that 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 first place where someone told you that you weren't good enough. Um, that that first heartbreak, that abuse, whatever it was. I, I don't know what exactly what it was, but God is not. Specialize in dealing with symptoms. He, he specializes in dealing with the core issues um, that we're all faced with. And so we're going to talk about that today. Um, in certain aspects, we all have individual stories um, that that we're challenged with today. Things that we do, approaches or ways that we talk, ways that we think, mm-hmm. things that we give up on, things that we don't do um, as, as a result of something that was planted in us years ago. Um, or even sometimes, not even years ago, sometimes even recently. Yeah, <laughs> now it's my behavior now. Yeah. You know, it caused so much hurt and caused so much frustration. Now this is my behavior now. And so we're going to get into that. It's true. You know, you're saying now this is my behavior. And it, I like how you say that because usually it is. Is there's some type of seed that has been planted. Mm-hmm. And oh, yeah. whether you mm-hmm. knew it or not, you watered it. Yep, yep. <laughs> and... We're always talking about seeds that are planted and growth and the things that bloom and blossom out of them. And some of those seeds are really great. We have to realize that some of those seeds that have been planted, mm-hmm. were, they were watered as well. Some of the bad seeds were watered mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. And now you have bad habits. And so this one seed that, that you watered is now blossomed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this other seed, this bad habit, this bad thing that you also watered is now a weed yeah. wow. in your life. Yeah. And so 
Uh, we always celebrate those seeds that become that blossom and become roses. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But some of us, just, can we say just about all of us? Yeah. yeah. I mean, have some type of a bad seed that has now become it's grown into a weed. Yeah. Yeah. And we ha- we want to talk about it so we can help. You have to identify it so then you can hack it off, cut it out, you know, yeah. pluck it, and get rid of it. And I know for a fact <laughs> that um, there are some things that you don't realize that are choking the life out of you, that are mm-hmm. stopping you, hurting you. Um, and it, it takes a level of, um, I don't know, it takes something bad happening or some, some type of introspection mm-hmm. for you to realize that, hey, this is something that needs to change. Some of us have been doing things the same way for so long wow. and, and don't realize that we've never done it well. We've never done it right. We've never done it the best that it could be. We just say, this is the way I've always done it. Yeah. Wow. And so it's about not just repeating and just, you know, this is the way I've always done it. Hey, it can be done better. Yeah. yeah. And and it, it, it what, what it makes me think about is um, a lot of the times the, the seeds actually, they grow. The bad seeds grow because we don't do self-reflection. Self-reflection, yeah. right? You know, because like you said, most of the times we don't realize what we're doing. But if we took a second, mm-hmm. thought about it, mm-hmm. you know, self-reflected. Like, you know, why am I this way? You know, because wow. it's important. That's part of self-care. It should be a part of self-care anyway. You have to self-reflect. Because if you feel something is going on in your life that may be a little off. Because when we th- think about the good, we th- we say, all right, well, how can I keep making this good money? Right? Right. You think of good ways. Mm-hmm. But when we do things that's bad or harmful or things, that we don't say, all right, well, what can I change? Yeah, a lot of people you know? just say, well, this is just me. Exactly. exactly. This is how I am. Well, that person did this to me. So, I, you know, it. You know? We can't blame anybody except ourselves. We gotta look in the mirror, self-reflect, and think about it. Don't like, you love? Don't think about it. Don't you love or not love? Mm-hmm. I meant that the opposite. Of what I said. <laughs> <laughs> don't you love like these memes that come out and they say stuff like people need to accept you the way they are, and if they don't, mm-hmm. they're negative, they're haters, and, and and forget them. They can walk out of your life, <laughs> and, and they are lost, and all. No, no. Sometimes mm-hmm. there are some very toxic things about you. Yeah. Exactly. That, yeah. You know, that causes things to go badly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you need to fix it instead of keep walking away from every person who decides to put a mirror up to you yeah. and say, look at this behavior. You need to look at it. It's no good. It Who's needs the to common stop. denominator? And, you know, yeah. yeah every, every, every bad comment or bad experience, everybody is not telling the same lie about you. Exactly. Yeah. They're not all agreeing and, and secretly coming together and agreeing to tell the same lie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's an experience or something that you are putting out there and if you keep getting the same result then it's time for some self-reflection as yep. you say yep. time to pluck that yep because it's it's not pluck it i mean you shouldn't spend your life saying goodbye to people because they don't accept you the way that you are yeah at some point well some maybe the way i am is the issue yeah do you even uh accept yourself the way you are because really if you have having those issues and i love what, what both of you said about self-reflection but also this is who i am you know the, the saying that the grass is green on the other side mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but I if you're but if you've <laughs> never seen green grass, right? Yep. If brown it's the messed only up thing, grass yep. is the only thing you're familiar with, okay. then you don't know how to water to make your grass green. Right? <laughs> you're right. You're and right. so that that's really the challenge because how do I know the way I'm acting and what I'm doing is abnormal? Is not effective. Wow. It's not fruitful. If, if I, every other lawn around me is brown. Yeah. If if, if I've never right. left my backyard. Okay. Right. Yeah. Because but, I was never allowed to. Me and my neighbors, we were in cool, and I didn't see their their backyards. All I see is my space, my area, and it's just brown, messed up grass. 
How do I know what green looks like? You that's know, how would I know that? Point. That's such a, a good that's point. A, that's a very good question. Because you know what I was thinking? Because, you know, I, I, I had to even ask myself, but, like, what made me think? I, you know, I'm sorry. It, I totally uh, drew like a little blank a little bit. That's how it is. When it gets so when it gets so juicy, you exactly. Just lose it. But it's the it's feeling. Easy. It's the feeling that it creates. Inside. Yeah. You know, that's what that's what makes me say my my that brown grass is not enough for me anymore because inside I feel like it's just not enough. I could be yeah. green. Yeah. yeah. I know it exists. I do know it exists, but it's something better. within you. I think maybe yeah. that you feel. You know. But you really won't. You really won't care about that grass until you actually. You well, the thing is, if you're if you're never encountered with a time where you need it or you need to be around it, mm-hmm. or it's not a place where you're having a cookout or something that you have kids and you, you got to they tripping over bad grass, mm-hmm. then you're not gonna care about it. Well, I mean, it, and, it, and I love this metaphor, but I'm getting sick of it. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> landscapers, we love you. But seriously, I mean, um, but if you've never seen better, then you won't seek better. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. If you don't know that anything better exists, that's what the brown grass is about, right? Yeah. If you don't know that anything better exists, if you don't know um, that there's a different and better way to do something, if you don't know that there can be a better or greater outcome, yeah. then you won't even know to even to, to seek a change, yeah. you know? Yeah. So, yeah, I, I, I totally get that. But if, honestly, they say if you know better, you do better. But what if you don't know? Mm. What, what if you don't know there is better? What if you don't realize, you know? I mean, when I was a kid, um, I, I didn't realize. There's something that, I, that challenged me for a long, long time. Mm-hmm. When I was in fourth grade, I think I've told this story before here. Um, when I was in fourth grade, um, there was this dancing fashion show. Mm-hmm. And they came to our gym class. They told all the fourth grade girls, all right, all of y'all all have to um, learn this dance routine real quick. And then do it, and it's going to be uh, an audition for everyone. Mm-hmm. So everyone had to learn the dance routine in about five, ten minutes. Then all we all had to stand up and do it. And then they would post the next day who was being called back um, for this dance and fashion show. Mm-hmm. And the next day, we all come, and I hear people, you know, just, 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 she's going to cry. I hear stuff. Yeah. You know? That's gonna, what they whisper? Yeah, she's going to cry. Yeah, I heard, I heard she's going she to cry. cry. She's a cry. She's going to cry when she gets in the car. Right? But so I get up there and I look and we look at the list of all the callbacks and it's so long because every single girl in my entire fourth grade gym class got called back for the second time for this audition and there was only one name not on the list and it was mine. I was the only girl in my entire gym class that did not get a callback for this, this fashion show. And I was completely devastated. I was embarrassed. I was sad. I felt hurt. I felt what is it about me? What, I mean, how did, how did, I think I did a good job. Everyone else thought I was a good dancer, that I learned it so fast and I was a good dancer. How, how did it end up that I thought I was so good at this and I'm the only one that wasn't good enough? Wow. And that affected me. Yeah. For all of my life. I can, I can see how it, it really it, it did. did. No, seriously. It, it affected me where, I, I mean, I don't like to, I don't do competitive games. I don't compete in anything. I probably will. I, I probably won't even want to play Connect Four with you. I don't like to. I don't want to play. play Connect I don't want to play that a game. That game make you want to fight. <laughs> I don't want to play a game of that softball. That game make you want to fight. I don't want to play kickball. That and Uno. That and Uno make you want to fight. You don't oh, get it right. You talking Uno. about spades? Child, listen, spades will make you fight. Oh yeah, yeah. 
Those games are understandable not to play. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> but seriously, I just would not compete in anything. If you were playing Pictionary or whatever, I would say, I'll keep time. I'll write the score. I would not compete in anything for my entire life, well into my 30s. Mm-hmm. And I told my mother this story. And my mother was like, what in the, really, Bridget? <laughs> you really thought that it was because you weren't good enough? Bridget, first of all, you're short for you're you're short for your age, right? And you were already you were also a, a year younger than everybody else in your class. Because remember you skipped a grade? Mm. Okay, so you were short and you were skinny and you were eight years old in the fourth grade. Oh yeah, so yeah. <laughs> and so everyone else was, probably, you know, you probably look a little ju- even small. Like you probably look like in the first second. Grade. I probably looked like I was six <laughs> years old. I was short. I was skinny, yeah. and I was a year younger than everybody else. And um, it's a fashion show. How the clothes gonna fit you if yeah. you're like the size of kids, you know, five, exactly. three years younger? So my mother was like, and so Bridget, why didn't you just? I mean, the clothes probably didn't fit you. Or it could have been any number of things. It could have been your height. It could have been mm-hmm. anything besides you not being a good dancer or anything yeah. like that. It, it could have been any number of things. But you internalized that your entire life and were afraid to compete in anything for your whole life. And it took me well into my 30s to have an aha moment that I realized that that tiny little seed, that tiny little thing, that if you compete, you're not going to, you, you, you're going to be last you're not going to be chosen you're not gonna be that one person out you're not as good at this as you think you are Mm -hmm. you think you have a talent but they said that you don't Mm -hmm. you think you're good at this but the powers that be decided everyone's better than you Mm -hmm. you know all that internalized from this tiny little seed and it took me 30 years to outgrow it and did not realize that that was a seed that grew into a weed in my life Mm -hmm. i had no idea yeah meanwhile you probably would looking look like if, if we were a judge you probably look like just a little girl playing in her big sister's clothes you right know? exactly exactly then, wow i didn't realize that re- that really was my problem i would not play i didn't want to play softball i didn't want to be on any teams i didn't want to be on the gymnastics team i didn't want to do anything i didn't want to be <laughs> nothing yeah. but you know what I, I would say that and and this goes to the to this actual subject that maturity and communication goes a long way yeah. And what I mean is, if your mom would have communicated that to you even as a child, right? On one end, you could have took it the wrong way and say, maybe I'm not. I, I have to be something that I'm truly not. I'm not big enough. I'm not that. You probably wouldn't think that you are probably, you know, perfect for that position because of how you were. Yeah. But on the flip side, if the, if it was communicated then, then you would have been known like, well, all right. It wasn't about me being bad at something I thought yeah. I was good at. Yeah. It wasn't about that. Yeah. It but was, no one said it. It's just about until... being younger than everybody else. The clothes didn't fit. Exactly. And 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 just to piggyback off what you said, um, yeah. a positive affirmation in that moment would have been awesome. Because you yeah. you know, just so your mother would have been able to just lift you up in that moment, and you'd have been like, or she would have been like, you know, it's some things that we don't, you know, we don't necessarily conquer in that moment doesn't mean that you can't conquer it later but in that moment it's just maybe it's not for you yeah and and that's fine you still beautiful you still my princess you you know putting those things into you just to build you up you know 
Because I, 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 I do understand. If I see my own, the only one. The only one. The only one. That's hurtful. And from that time on, from the time I was eight years old, my hands would shake anytime mm. I had to play a competitive game. I'm sorry. If I had to play softball, if we had to pick teams, my hands would shake from the time I was eight years old. Oh, like so silence, silence is not golden, and moms can't be the word. That's very true. <laughs> yeah. You, you have to exp- explain, you know, to your child, especially in this specific, uh, this situation. Yeah. Where there is a reason, a legitimate reason, not their ability, not who they are, but you were you're accelerated. You really were a over you were overachiever. Yeah. You you skip grades. You have the ability, but in a sense, you, you, they you weren't the person they were looking for at that time. Yes. Mm-hmm. They mean you weren't good enough. Yeah. You obviously were good enough. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, just your time hasn't come yet. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And that's the challenge too, because sometimes waiting on things. Mm-hmm. Um, is an issue. That's all I was about to say. That's an important right. thing to learn, um, right? Yeah, yeah, yes, yes. Communicating those things. No, mm-hmm. you're not a failure. No, you're not a screw. Me, not a mess up. Just wasn't your time. Yeah. A delay. What they say, delay is not a deny. Right. Yes. Right. Yes. Um. Mm-hmm. And but my question would have been, well, mom, you waited all this time to tell me that. <laughs> Why didn't you tell me that before? It would have been a little better. Yeah. I would at least had information to grow up with to say, you know what? That's why. Well, you know what? In hindsight, it's 2020. And, you know, um, I who, who would have ever known that that would debilitate me so much in my life? Yeah. Um, and have there been things in your life when, you know, it's, it's like, because cause I, I think back, I think now, and even if I did come home and just say, mommy, you know, mommy, yeah, everybody got picked except me, you know, and she just wanted to comfort yeah. And, you know, you think that you're doing the right thing just to comfort. But like you said, an affirmation mm-hmm. would have been, you know, all that was needed at the time. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. Hindsight really is twenty twenty. It is. It really but I, is. I tell you, but, but, but confronting these things mm-hmm. and talking about them and learning from those mistakes mm-hmm. um, allow us to, to, to look back. Definitely. And have the conversations now. Yep. Yeah. Because when we did have that conversation a number of years ago... It did change something inside me, mm-hmm. and I am not afraid anymore. Awesome. I do play games. Yes. I do play spades. I never would play spades before. Okay, even though I, I knew I, how. I not understand that. Even that though is, I knew that's how, a very I wouldn't do game. it. It's a very intense. Because not only is it you know me playing for myself, but now I have a teammate and he's dependent on me. And Seriously, can't even play spades you, in church. You won't be a fight even in church. <laughs> they, they come at you if you I don't win a game. Anything. I was the timekeeper extraordinaire. I would not play anybody. <laughs> I wouldn't play anything. Wow. I wouldn't do do, do charades, Pictionary. I wouldn't do anything. That's, and that's not fun, really. Because you know how you want to be a part of it. I was so scared. Oh I my know. god! Everybody having a good time. You sitting back like, no, I'm not doing it. Know, right? And, and deep inside, like, no, I could have Get you a game of Uno and stop playing games. Deep inside, you're like, I don't, I don't want that. Yeah, you better go play some checkers and stop playing. Play it by yourself, okay? You better play it till you get better. Wow. Well, so is there something maybe? Like a, something, a seed or something that was planted in you that it took you a long time to realize that it was ch- choking something off in your life? Definitely. Um, you know what, too? I guess um, I learned a lot uh, during my studies, uh, getting my master's in social work. Um, so it made me 
it 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 kind of forced me to 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 self reflect on a lot of things because you learn so much about human behavior. So um, one of the things um, as a, as a few, but um, <laughs> one of the things I'll think about let's say um, affection, right? So I'm super non affectionate. Super, super non affectionate. And I'm gonna say super. I say a super because it's like it's it's big. I, I, honestly, honestly, I wasn't it's expecting not funny. that. It's not funny. Like, we gotta break that word down. Super, super non affectionate. All right, all right. No, because you know what? That's like the number one thing um, in my relationships that men have complained about. Um, so, and then I just, I used to always, but I'm like, I'm dope. So I don't understand why. <laughs> you know, like me. No, I, seriously. I'll say, I tell somebody in a minute, I am freaking awesome. So, <laughs> you know, I'm adorable. Yeah. I'm adorable and I'm awesome. Exactly. <laughs> and I mean, with self-reflection, you realize you're not that perfect. So, okay. I reflected. I'm not that perfect. So, I'm still adorable. Uh, <laughs> for real. No, I'm still dope. Trust me. I'm still dope. I'm just but, not, I'm, I'm just dope. not perfect dope. Right. You know, like right. I got some flaws. Right. And you know my lack of affection is one of them um i'm working on it though i'm working on it but anyhow no, so you, you said lack of affection you said super non-affectionate but listen so from okay from what from when i can remember all the way up until 18 there was never any type of affection exchange between me and my mom it was just and it was just me and my mother um so like we have a hug or no, not even a hug. Like honestly, to this wow. day, no lie and no offense, Ma, if you you know you listen, <laughs> it's not. It, it feels weird today. You feel me? It it's so it our affection yeah. is so foreign that even saying I love you and I know and mind you, I love her, mm-hmm. but because it's something that we just never really did, mm-hmm. it it feels super weird now. What right. Makes, so what makes you say it now that? Cause, 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 deep inside, I know that it's something I want to tell her now while she's here. So you broke through that process. And, I, yes. Okay. Good. To the point where no, it's it's still a struggle though. Well, I still understand. struggle. Yeah. Like literally, like my hands like feel weird. Like if I have to say it over the phone, I know it's so crickets. It's so crazy. I promise you, it's so crazy because it's like I want to say I want to say it even more than I do right now. Uh-huh. But because we just never we never did it. Wow. Let me hear you say it now. Say, I love you, Ma. <laughs> I love you, Ma. I oh, love I was like, going to pop up when different. you say it. <laughs> it's still different. I can confess it to you guys. Mm-hmm. But when it comes down to me telling her, mm-hmm. you know, it's just, it's, I don't know why I get nervous. Like, you know, like a kid, like I get butterflies a little bit. Wow. It's so crazy. What was it like the first time you said it to her? And how old were you? Um, I can't remember exactly, but it definitely was after college. It was definitely after college. It, it, it's one of those things that's, it, it's kind of like she's taken aback because mm. even when I text her, like, so say if I I'm just like reflecting, like you know what I haven't said anything you know good, like you know I like to do one of those uh, text messages that's full of love and affection and everything like that because I, I realize because I'm not physically um, affectionate, I'm verbally affectionate. Okay, like I can use my words in that in that manner. Okay, so like sometimes I'll. I'll my spiel is so long when it's birthday posts and things sometimes, like that. Look, sometimes I read those things like, yo, that is so deep. She's, that was so sweet. I don't know. I would never have come up with those words. Yes, it's so loving. She'd be writing some paragraphs. I'm like, and that's because you know I can't, since I can't express it and touch you, I can express it with my words. Because I want you to feel, I want, I want my words to make you feel how I'm feeling. 
right? But so you, that but you ain't about to be handing out hugs or anything like that. I know. I'm, like, no, I'm touching on no, hugs. but you I don't know what? Touch on nobody. Okay, no. So going <laughs> to church, no, no, you. no. Going to church has made it better. I know because you're you know, a hugger, and I'm, I'm I'm shocked right now because you're always giving great hugs. <laughs> Listen, and I love. I do. I realize I love hugs. I do. I love them, wow. but I just used to be just so closed off because I I never had that in my house, and I was the only child for 13 years. So it was no siblings. I didn't really. Me and my cousins, unfortunately, we weren't close or anything like that. So it was just literally, I'm just chilling with my imaginary friends, you know, and they can't give no love, you know, and I'm just pushing past it. And then now it becomes an issue in my adult life. And I'm like, well, what? I'm giving you everything. I'm loving you. You know, in my mind, I'm loving you because also too, through my mother providing, she's cooking for me. Those are her ways of showing me love. So I'm now doing this to the people I'm in a relationship with. And they're like, uh, no. <laughs> I want, like, those Like, we're awesome supposed words. to eat. Like, exactly. That's what we, yeah. <laughs> those awesome words that you're telling me about, I want to feel them. Mm-hmm. Because love language is different love languages, right? Mm-hmm. So then, boom, I have a kid. Mm-hmm. Okay? I'm like, I can't do that. He cannot feel the way I felt. I don't want him to get older and just be like, my mom, you know, I don't want him to question my love for him. So I want him to know in every aspect, verbally, physically, emotionally, mentally, right? So I got to hit all of those things. So guess what? I tell him multiple times in the day, I love you, boo-boo, right? Mm-hmm. I make sure that I give him multiple hugs. Well, first of all, he's super affectionate. So God <laughs> bless me with this super affectionate individual. <laughs> right. To a non-affectionate, mm-hmm. <laughs> super non-affectionate, you know. Right. And then now that was my challenge, and he like, yeah, is you gonna pass it? Because you said you wanted to, well, and I feel like I have. Yeah. If, let me tell you something. You see, my son, he is like it when it's us in the house. I his finger you. is always on me, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, you know, like inside, I'm kind of dying a little bit. Like, like he's choking me. He's ch- I can't breathe because then sometimes it's him and a dog. And you know, and my boyfriend, he's a, he's affectionate. So it's like all of them, and I'm like, it's like people are keeping so your hands so up. Many, the so, many, real? so many people like, touching me. Like I think air, you know. <laughs> but I'm happy now that I'm able to love on people physically, you know, and, and that's important. How hard was that to? I mean, when did, when do you decide that this isn't a good thing? And then how do you attack that? What did you do? I think. Uh, when I first heard it from someone, and, and you know, like you know, when men are vulnerable, if it, it sounds so crazy, <laughs> not crazy, not, not like that. that. Yeah. Like, I'm not, like I'm just not used to it. Like used to. it threw me, it threw me off. Okay. It threw me off. Okay, you know, having a man be emotional to me in that regards, and I'm thinking like, you need affection, like you know, you're like, I, you're like excuse me, but I thought I was the chick in this relationship, <laughs> right? Yes, right. Okay, yes, honestly, <laughs> I'm sure that's what you stereotype, brothers. Exactly, stereotype. Not that I meant to, because I understand mm-hmm. that you know you don't have to be a man or female. I understand that now mm-hmm. that you know it doesn't matter, you know. But I definitely, I'm like, he on some chick stuff, you know. Like this ain't, this ain't. You ain't. How you asking for, you know? But then. <laughs> When I, I understood that that was something that could break, because like if if you if you feel like you're doing everything right except that one thing, mm-hmm. I was like, yes, all right, yes, you gotta work on that. You know that you want. The crazier part is I could feel in, inside that I might want to touch you, but I won't act on it. 
You well, know, I dated someone like that. It's hard. I had to like really you're, you're think. Give me an understanding of, of, of no, seriously, because right it can then also go into you know. I mean, I don't know what I'm talking, but it can go into intercourse too. Because now it's like I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna initiate. You know, mm-hmm. I'm not gonna initiate because I'm nervous. Like mm-hmm. it's is a part of of touch. Mm-hmm. You know, so I had to work my way through that. Wow. Yeah. Who want to be? Nobody want to yeah. be boring. I think. <laughs> You know, while you were while you were talking about how when you when you gave your mom a hug or when you know when you guys have been interacting about love and hugging, it was a shock. Mm-hmm. Like what the heck? Mm-hmm. And I think you know, my wife and I we just got a plant. Right, we got a plant. Mm-hmm. Another baby. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. Small baby. And I'm shocked that this plant is still. Alive. <laughs> um, Why? Because. What kind like, of plant is it? Is it no, nah, it's a regular plant. Okay. But what I'm saying is, is that I water it, but I won't water it every day. Okay. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, not water every day, but consistently. Say, supposed to no, here's the thing. That's though. why you might be killing but, your other plants. <laughs> but even before this plant, I had a plant when I was younger. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. And I would just, I just left it outside. <laughs> You had a straight plant. Right, yeah. And what happened was, because we had it in school, we put it in a little milk carton. Oh. I tell the story all the time. Put it in a milk carton, left a little seed in there. Left it. I came out, I got it fall, and I didn't come back to like next fall. It was in the backyard. You forgot about it. I was shocked to see mm-hmm. that it sprouted. Oh, okay. Because I didn't do effective watering. Mm-hmm. I didn't watch it. I didn't care for it. I didn't tend to. I didn't really tend the way I was opposed to. Mm-hmm. Effectively. Didn't talk to it. <laughs> didn't talk to it. Didn't, I was young. Mm-hmm. But I was shocked to see the fruit that it bore. Mm-hmm. Like, I was shocked. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. when your mom... metaphor already. Is, <laughs> when your mom is... Or you are shocked to see that you are now... I can tell her I love her. It's scary. Just not. I didn't expect yeah. it to be to this point. Because... For 13 years of my life, since you was only a child for 13 years, mm-hmm. all I got was the militant mom, right? Mm-hmm. Do this, do this, do this, do this, do this. Mm-hmm. Not I love you. Here's your food, eat it. Yeah, food. yeah. Clean it up and go to bed. In your mind, you you wasn't watering this plant. No. Right. So what it grew up into was this affectionate person that will I'll make sure I love, I'll tell my kids, even though I'm not as affectionate as other people. Mm-hmm. Yes. I'm ex- a- affectionate enough where I-, I wasn't born this way. I wasn't raised this way, mm-hmm. but I became this way. Exactly. I, I broke. Think, I broke that cycle. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think a great distinction here is that no, you actually that didn't actually just bloom on its own. It actually did grow into a weed mm-hmm. in your life. Yeah. yeah. It did. It was cutting off relationships. Mm-hmm. It was. Yep. Ma- it was making you not be able to fully express yourself or not comfortable mm-hmm. knowing that you love your mother but refusing to say the words. Mm-hmm. You know, feeling that you couldn't wrap your arms around her. That's that's not a positive thing. Yeah. yeah. Not and at all. It, it didn't just go away on its own. You know, naturally. You have to tend to that. Yeah. You have to deal you with. You have to decide. Cultivate. This is something that I need to pluck out of my life. Yep. And I need to plant something else. Yep. Yes. And so, from the beginning, yeah, yeah, yes. yeah, yes, yeah, nice and, and we nice. have to do that yes. because it doesn't happen on its own. It doesn't. It doesn't. Nope. It doesn't. Can't pr- you can't and just pray like it away, that plant. That plant continued to grow unattended. Mm-hmm. When you came back in a year without attending it, it grew. Mm-hmm. And another year, you can come back without doing a, a thing, and it yeah, will grow yeah. again. Yeah. Great things and strong things. We'll, we'll, we'll do that, yeah. Yeah. you know? And that is, it, it, there are very strong things that are planted inside of us that will continue to grow, whether yes. they are good or yes. bad. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. 
And we have to decide if it's a good thing or a bad thing. And if it is, pluck it out. Because if you don't, it will grow every single year. And take over the good, too. That's right. That's what Mm -hmm. weeds do. Sometimes also weeds are the same color as plants. Yep. I was about to say, they mimic. (laughs) They mimic. Yes. They they look the same. It may be wheat. It may be tares. Yeah. (laughs) They they look the same. That's right. And they grow. Yep. You know, but they either choke what should be fruitful or what is important, you know. Or they they kill, so it's like you have to wow. deal with the deal with the ground, deal cultivate it, yep, cultivate learn it, not repeat it, it, but reverse mm-hmm. it. Yeah. And um, that that's really you know it's a cha- it's a culture shock when you oh, said yeah. you were scared to, you know your hands were shaking, yeah. and you're like oh my god I can't believe I said that to my mom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know for us that's like oh, dad, well, my mother was always. Yeah. You know right. my dad on the other hand wasn't so much. Mm-hmm. He's like that now, mm-hmm. but. You know, my mom has always, you know, um, been that way, which goes to my story. Yeah. <laughs> mm. yes, um, my my mother, we're twins. <laughs> yeah, y'all are. Not just physically, but emotionally as well. Um, my mother, yeah, yeah it's yeah, it's just, genetics is amazing. It's pretty crazy. Um, my mother loves really, really hard. Um, supports no matter what. Um, I've seen my mother literally. Uh, hi, mom. If you're listening, um, Aww, hey. I, I spent times with my mother exterminating the house, just me and her, mm. right? Painting things, just me and her. Um, cleaning the backyard, just me and her. Wow. You know, all the while having a man at home. Mm-hmm. And so, in my mind, I'm thinking, well, why isn't he out here with us, mm-hmm. painting and exterminating and doing the backyard? Mm-hmm. You know. And so I, I didn't think about that at the time, but as I got older, my like, wow. But then I still see my mom cooking, cooking, you know, food, bringing it to him, mm-hmm. supporting him no matter what, you know, being involved in his endeavors. Mm-hmm. Um, being his champion. Being a champion, supporting Cheerleader. him. Cheerleader. Uh-huh. Yeah. Supporting him no matter what he did not do <laughs> and no matter what he did, mm-hmm. um, she still supported him. And that planted a seed in me. That if someone says, you know, Aaron, I need your help with something or Aaron, I need you to do this. Aaron, I need you to do that. I'm giving my whole 100 percent no matter what. 100 percent support. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And my problem is and, that, and thank God I'm working on it is that when I don't receive the same report, uh, the same support in something that I give off, mm-hmm. um, I step away from it mm-hmm. completely. Um, if I don't feel that you're going, if, if you're going 65%, I'm going 100%, I step off. Mm. Just can't do it. And then as a result, sometimes my dreams and my visions get shut down because I feel I don't have enough support. Like I give support. Like I would be there for people. And so as a result, you know, I, I do things in spurts. I might do a play, then if it gets some support, maybe I'll do it. I'll draw. If I get some support, if I don't get enough support, I'll do one time and I'll stop. Um, I'll do cartoons. I would do music. I would do this and that. And what's crazy mm. is he is amazing at all of Definitely. those things. He really, really He's is. an amazing playwright and director. Mm-hmm. He's an amazing artist. Uh, and, and, I, and I feel like when we've done plays, 
that there's a lot of support that people are like, oh, that was so. That, but for me, I'm listening to reviews. I'm mm-hmm. people who came. Yeah. They're all like, this is amazing. It was great. When are you gonna do it again? Mm-hmm. And all of all of us that are involved. Oh, when are we gonna do it again? That was great. That was amazing. So I'm listening to the reviews and saying he must feel so great. Mm-hmm. But this right here, and now I'm hearing. It's not about reviews for you. It's about it's not about who came. It's about who didn't. Yeah. Is that it? Yeah. yeah. Wow. And, wow. You know, and that's a challenge. And but what being a pastor has taught me, mm. it, is, it definitely humbled me that I cannot expect me from people. Definitely. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, the support I give, or the energy that I give, or the focus I give. If I call, if I call you and you don't call me, I can't get upset about that. I can't, if you can't come and meet me somewhere, even I met you five, six times before, I can't get upset about that because my purpose as a minister, as a pastor is to not expect return on what I give from people. Mm-hmm. I have to be the one to plant the seeds mm-hmm. and then God waters it. Right. Yes. My problem is I want it to be like the plant inside my house where I control the watering and wow. yeah. I want the growth on my time. Mm, um, wow. And that's yeah. a problem. Oh. My wife would tell you, impatience. Yeah, yeah, impatience. Are you impatient, Pastor? Yeah, yeah. and I'm working on it. My okay. wife would tell you, oh, uh, if the food what? ain't hot, I'll eat it cold. <laughs> um, my oldest daughter, I wait, wanted her. Wait. She was born. Yeah. <laughs> Let me. Yeah. Can I? Can I tell you that uh, you you working on it, but God is going to be working on you with it. You know that yeah. your test is going to be pay, uh, all about patience. Wow. And it has been about patience. Really, I know. Yeah, it I has mean, that's been just about how the irony I mean, of God yeah, works. Yeah, because <laughs> I'm trying to figure out how a, a person who struggles with patience and being uh, not being properly supported, how do you then get moved and directed it to, to 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 start a church from the ground up? Well, so it's like that's that God is moving you so that you can grow through this. Yeah, exactly. Cut out that weed. Well, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. It's yeah. it's it's been a. A, a growing process, not just, you know, just starting a church because the church is important. Yeah. There's value in it. But at the same time, it's been a test for me that God won't stop bothering me about it. Mm-hmm. He ain't. He won't. <laughs> he, he won't. He won't yes. stop bothering me about it. You got to work on that. Work work yes. Because where he taking you, he needs you to be patient. And yeah. that's and that's what it is, is mm-hmm. that God just won't, what do you say, is like fire shut up in my bones. Mm-hmm. Uh, that fire was in Jeremiah. It just will not, it won't stop bothering him, you know. Does that mean we're going to be doing another play soon? Say yes. Possibly. Come on. I actually found my, um, my play notes uh, today, actually. Good. Um, but um, tell me who my character is. Okay. Well, yeah, because God is working on me. I'm never going to say no. Right. <laughs> right. Uh-huh. I'm always going to be. Let's work at it. You know. Yeah. But we ain't um, going to let you just stay talking about you just working. Oh no 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 no. We're going we're going to make we're going to do some effective steps to to produce it. Oh yeah. um, Even if you don't, I will make sure that you do. <laughs> I'm just letting you know because I sat here and watched y'all rehearse. Okay. You got, <laughs> I, I seen a tape multiple times and it was amazing. Right. To come to have absolutely you ain't no script no nothing. You right. know. Mm-hmm. I feel like I remember some of the. I still remember some of the parts. Okay. <laughs> I'm just sitting on the corner of my couch and I was moved. Okay. So you got to move people. Yeah. You know, you and your words you. move people. Yeah. And they Especially need to hear your metaphors. Them. They need to hear them. <laughs> they, and you need to share them. And you need to. I'm not. Look, okay. We're done, well, we're done with this. Well, like he, but I'm like he saying. be telling us, <laughs> testimonies, um, what what testimonies get, uh, it's like CPR, it resuscitates yeah. and give life. Yeah. 
So so yeah. does plays because art right. art art is therapy. Okay. Yeah. Now yeah. I will I will continue to do it and I we know I just <laughs> tell you what what made me what yeah, made me the aha moment yeah. with uh-huh. my patience uh-huh. was when. You Oh, child, no. She I said, no, I, I just sang. Hey, girl, I, listen, that ain't one of those things. I wish I could <laughs> sing for y'all. You know, I wish. Who planted a seed and told you you couldn't sing? <laughs> it's a weed, girl. No, no. Well, said the crowd no that booed me when no I was weed. singing. There ain't no weed. No, I, I but, really can, but I'll, I'll show y'all if y'all but, want. But, but what, what, what really was the aha moment for me was when um, my wife was pregnant with our first child. Mm-hmm. And I was just so impatient. Were you? Yeah, I wanted to see my baby like now. Every time we went to the to ultrasound, Aww, I need to see it in three D. So of course, you want to rush. The, the <laughs> insurance was just sky high, um, but I wanted to see her. So I wanted to see the baby so bad to the point where we induced her. She was born the day after we induced her because she, my wife, wasn't ready yet. The water didn't break or anything yet, right? But y- y- you rushed. You were impatient and you wanted to induce. Mm-hmm. Yes. I didn't want to wait. Oh boy. But then I realized <laughs> that when you desire a child that's not fully developed, mm-hmm. right? And you have not let time run its course, mm-hmm. then you're going to want it with a premature child, right? Mm-hmm. So I wanted to rush so bad mm-hmm. for the baby to get here, but the baby got here prematurely. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't be effective, wouldn't be healthy. Mm-hmm. You know, it will be a strain, it will be a stress. Not just for me, but the child itself. And so that's my mentality, even with ministry, plays, uh, podcasts, whatever. Mm-hmm. That if it's rushed, if it's not done properly, if time and experience have not nurtured it and wrapped his arms around it and waiting for God's time, mm-hmm. it will be premature. It will not be effective. It will not grow. It will not be uh, something that gives God glory, but yet it's aggravating to me. Mm-hmm. And so I have to wait. <laughs> and be patient, right? And not always expect me from people, yeah. right? Yes, you can't. Um, you, you'll, you can't. you'll you'll never you'll draw yourself crazy. You will. Yeah. You'll never be happy expecting, you know, <clears throat> what you put out to always receive. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And there are some people who um, are constantly in a state of disappointment because they're looking for themselves and other people. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. And mind you. I think of it like this. I think of it as God giving you a superpower. Mm. Like, I get that. Like, because at, at one point I used to be like, you know, I'm so nice. People always tell me I'm so nice, blah, blah, blah. So I used to think of it as a negative thing. Because, you know, there's not a, not a lot of nice people in this world, <laughs> unfortunately. Right. Unfortunately, right? right? But then I had I'm to think mutant. about it. I'm like, nice. You know Nobody what? else is nice. But God me. gave me this. Because this niceness also came with perseverance. It came with strength. Yeah. The the ability to, to, to actually forgive someone and still have to work with them mm-hmm. and keep pushing forward mm-hmm. and still ha- actually maintaining peace. I'm talking about real peace, not that fake peace that you be wow. like, I mm-hmm. feel good. You not, know, not being nicety. Exactly. Yeah. Right. yeah. Oh, I like that nicety. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. No. Right. No. That's a superpower mm-hmm. because so many times I could have broken i could i could have literally like because of the things that i had to you know that i've been through but you know the nice got me through because i realized it like i mean some things is just not that serious you know and you keep pushing past it and when you keep pushing past it things don't bother you as much 
There's a lot of things that some people will be bothered by. I'm not. I'm just living. I'm on my nice cloud, feeling nice and being nice. Guess what? What God said He wanted me to do to love on people, be nice to people. So yeah. right there, I think of that as negative. It's a superpower. Yeah, it's a superpower, yeah. and it was, it was like you know, birthed through situations mm-hmm. and birthed through issues and in your situation you were able to pull out the weeds mm-hmm. um, because you didn't want nothing stunting your growth no right no. um and for me um expecting and it's not just the ego thing i want the, i want people to be perfect just like me i'm not perfect mm-hmm. because with expecting me from people um that's not me saying i'm expecting my quality of things because i fall short too right i don't return phone calls too mm-hmm. i might not pick up the phone or do certain because I get tired too. And so with that attitude, I have to, I'm now looking at what is the possibility of growth and that weed mm-hmm. is choking the life out of it. Mm-hmm. Being impatient, mm-hmm. expecting, expecting a hundred percent support. Yeah. yeah. And when you fall short of that hundred percent support, yeah. then it's like, oh, okay, well, all or nothing, pretty exactly. much. Right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know. And well, I certainly know a little bit about that <laughs> because I. This is something I'm actually still working on <clears throat> because uh, there are things that I haven't done, ideas that I haven't, you know, gone after, things I haven't completed, and I said, "Oh, you know, I'm a, I'm a procrastinator. It's uh, my problem is procrastination." And you know what? Says I, the one who does a billion things exactly. but, but every I really day. But, but go do ahead. I really though? I'm not, but do I? Anyway. Okay. Because <laughs> sometimes I feel like, you know, there are things that I do and I feel that they don't go to completion. Okay. You know, and so that disappoints me. Mm-hmm. I disappoint myself. And so I'm like, oh. And I really thought that I was a procrastinator. Mm-hmm. But with some reflection mm-hmm. and ah. through some conversation with my mom and just some thoughtful introspection, you know, mm-hmm. I realized it, it's I'm not a procrastinator. Procrastination is not the problem. I don't put things off purposely to the last minute because uh, I know I can. Yeah. No. Yeah, because you be on it. I just want you to know. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, like, you be on it and you be busy. Like, Who is this person you're talking about? Is exactly. it you or is it my <laughs> You know, and I've, I've fallen into the trap of, of saying that, you know, uh, thinking of myself and using this this t- terrible language of, you know, lazy or procrastinator or this or that. And the problem is truly that I'm a perfectionist. Mm. That's the real issue that I keep trying to uh, waiting until I know that I can put it out there up to par perfectly, you know, mm. that that'll be up to a certain standard. And if it's not going to be that. Then I don't do it. I don't start. I stop in the middle or I don't finish or I see that I'm close to the finish and it's not going to be good enough. It's not good enough for me. And I know where that came from, but I'm still working. But it's another seed. Mm. When I was a child, my father would always, um, my father bragged on me as a child. I, I was, I didn't understand what he was doing at the time. But you know, I was a good, was a good reader and you know, I was pretty good in school and quick at picking things up. And so every other, every Wednesday after school and every other weekend, I was at my dad's house. Mm-hmm. And I remember one, I went over one day after school and I was so excited to show him that this test, because it was a big test. And I remember to this day, I don't know what grade I was in or how old I was. <laughs> I know what grade I got. You remember this this day. I got a 95 on this test. Mm-hmm. And so 
I was excited. I was happy about getting an A, and I think it might have been the highest or one of the highest, probably the highest grade in the class at the time. Mm-hmm. So I got 95, and I was celebrated at home. My mom and my stepdad, you know, it was all, you know, oh, you got that's great. You did a great job. Congratulations. So I'm running to dad's house, mm-hmm. you know, on Wednesday, and like, dad, I want you to see my test. Look, I got a 95. And it was like, that's really good, sweetheart. Better luck next time. Mm. That's like that music. Right. Right. That was a good one right there. You did a good one. But it was better luck next time. And it was like, oh, 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 okay. Well, yeah, I mean, I did get five points off. So, yeah. All right. Well, I guess next time I'll go for 100. And so... It was not something of him trying to be mean mm-hmm. or even being rough on me, mm-hmm. but it was like, okay, well, the 95 is good, but 100 is was is the top. It, 100 means you didn't get anything wrong. Mm-hmm. So next time, just don't get anything wrong, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So it was just, and so time after time, you know, you bring home an A, but if it's less than 100, then you still have to strive to make it better. Yeah. It's not quite there. Yeah. You're almost there. Try harder. Exactly. Bring me something better. Exactly. You know, so I, I internalized that. Yeah. And you would think that, you know, having an A is good enough, but I needed that A plus. Mm-hmm. And I began to internalize that. And you think that it'll just be with schoolwork, Mm-mm. but no, it permeates every single yeah. part of your life. Yeah. And now you're looking for nothing less than perfect in every single thing you do, yep. every aspect that you see in the mirror, everywhere you go, every everything you put effort into, it has to be so perfect. Yeah. And I didn't even realize that I internalized that. Yeah. You know, and here I was in college now at this point. Um starting to develop well com- completely falling into this four-year cycle so i ended up with debilitating severe major depressive illness mm-hmm. and you know i actually left school to go to the hospital and i was just extremely depressed and not really knowing what the issue yeah. was but it was this perfection yeah. and amongst other things yeah, of, course. of course so here i was um still an a student when I could be, mm-hmm. <laughs> when I knew that I could get the effort and, and get the A, but pushing so hard in life and trying so hard to get through each day that sometimes, you know, I just, you know, if I knew I wasn't getting an A in a class, I'm looking back now reflecting. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I, I didn't push so hard to get up and brush my teeth mm-hmm. that day, yeah. to take a shower that day, or, you know, let's be honest, put, listen, I was depressed. <laughs> it was very bad. But I mean, and some people have, who, who've been through this uh, know that this is real yeah. where your hygiene goes yeah. and I'm just going to just be for real. I mean, there were days when I just wrote, I, I finally pushed myself out of my bed yeah. and I put some new deodorant on top of some old deodorant yeah. and threw on some dirty clothes mm-hmm. and went and took a test or yeah. went to class. Exactly. And you know, there was four years of this until it took over my life. Yeah. But the thing is that I look back at my at my you know report cards and things now you know my transcripts from college, and it's like one semester I'd have four A's and two F's, three A's, two F's, and an incomplete. Mm-hmm. You know, four A's, a D, a teacher that didn't want to give me an F because they knew I was a good student. You know, hope and, they're listening know, right now. <laughs> you know, but, even though that F would have been better, replace <laughs> right. it with a new grade. But the thing is that it was like I was doing I was doing that, I'm barely making it, and. But it was like, if I wasn't going to get an A, I didn't push myself anymore. Yeah. You know, so I really, and, and so now that's gone to my, and, and now in my 40s, 
I'm still fighting to not need everything to be absolutely perfect. Like, there are things that I could have put out there. But I'm like, oh, it's not going to be right. And I don't have the right background. And I don't have the right outfit. And what am I going to do with my hair? And it's not going to look right. The lighting's not right. What? I'm not going to do it. You know, or I should put this out. I think I'm really good at this. Mm-hmm. No, I, it's not going to be right. You know, and so I'm not a procrastinator, but I have let perfectionism yeah. become a weed in my life. Yeah. Yeah. And it came from this tiny seed of my father telling me a 100 is the only grade that's good enough. Yeah. And so we, we, we have to realize these things. I'm still plucking it out now. I'm 45 yeah. years old. What? And there are things that I'm like, okay, I... I it's all right. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's all right. All right. <laughs> yeah, because you, you also don't want... Because, like, when you think about perfection, you're kind of, like, aspiring to something that's not even possible. Because there's no such thing as perfect. Well, that's that's what I wanted to say. Okay. What I wanted to say, and I'm, I'm listening to you, and I'm just, like, my emotions inside of me is just, like, that's my, my sister over there. Is like, she has no idea how, how powerful she is. She does now. But the the 95%... Right, that you received and your dad said do better. There was a standard of the hundred percent, right? Yeah. You yeah. have to get everything right. Right. The colleges, there was a standard set mm-hmm. for passing that. The thing about perfection as you get older is if you never achieved it, what is your standard of perfection? So I believe that people's view of perfection, everybody has cataract. Because it changes. It, it, it changes mm-hmm. on what people's view of perfection is. Mm-hmm. And as you get older and you do certain things that possibly have never even been done before, or if they've done, if they're done, what is your picture of perfection that you're living up to? Mm-hmm. If you're the individual that's just doing it for the first time, what do you base failure and non-perfection on? Right? Wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, with the nonprofit, anything that you're doing, mm-hmm. if no one else is on that lane, yeah. What is the picture of perfection that you're not reaching? And then you'll never you'll never do it because if you're your own competition. Right. Right. <laughs> right? Yeah. I, I, I'm not even gonna start my own fight. Yeah. Right? If yeah. Uh-huh. you know, so then you're kind of paralyzed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've been paralyzed in quite a number of things. Yeah. You because know. I if I feel that I don't have enough if I don't have a full, complete working knowledge of something, mm-hmm. then yeah, I, I shy away. I stand back, you know, and it it, it take it never gets started, or it doesn't get finished. And then you won't even know how great something is, especially in the realm of what you're trying to get into. Mm-hmm. You would never know how perfect or how great or how amazing it is until you actually do it, because it's a result based thing. Yeah, mm. and right? I, I honestly, sometimes too. You, you, you grow from actually experiencing. So you'll yeah. say, all right, I did this. I realized, you know what? This was a little faulty, but I can change that and I can grow and still, I can be on the road to perfection in a sense that so get I'm on gonna, the road I'm first. Gonna shoot. I'm, I'm shooting for perfection. I understand that it's not going to be perfect because right. it's no things perfect, mm-hmm. but I know that I can still put my best foot forward and that's fine and that's good enough. You know? You know I, I think you should change and like I said, that's something that you said that you're that you're growing into, but remove that label of perfection and just put produced. Yeah. Progression. Progression. Because right. changing a narrative Process. is very very important. Yeah. You know, um, if yeah. it's perfection, that means it's done. Nothing's wrong with it. Someone's gonna always find something wrong with it. Exactly. Because you can't make everybody. Uh, you happy. can't. You could always gonna be something. The only person wrong. you responsible for making happy is you. They might even say you might even 
seem unnatural doing it because you want to be perfect, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So I, I, I just think you should remove that label of perfection and just put produced. It's just done. I did it. Yeah. Or progress. Yeah. yeah like it's, because then I feel I don't want to fall into the trap of, eh, well, that's good enough. But it's you're right. not. But the, you're not because you still have. You think I still you, have you my think high you, I was about to say you think I that high standard, standard. Is just, Oh, that's that's it's that's not, cool. it's not going to just blow into the dust. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's still going to be there. It's just that you're reprogramming your brain. Yes. Because you have to tell it another narrative. You have to tell your brain, "I am good enough." And guess what? I'm going to try it, even if I feel like I may not have all that it takes. Because I know I'm going to put the effort into it. Right. You know what I mean? I will. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's what I mean. Like your standards. I'm not saying change your standards what i'm saying is however is that because of how you are what you just said was because of how you are producing it actually making it come to pass doesn't happen doesn't happen mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's the next level i must do this that's that's what i mean by yeah. produced and progress okay. because i'm not saying don't have standards right. but yeah. produce something yes yes establish just because you don't want to establish standards afterwards you want to do it exactly. beforehand, but you, you don't know exactly. how good it is. Yeah. Your, yeah. Code, your code of conduct is actually perfect right now. So imagine if you actually put the action. With, <laughs> you with produce the, a with kick, but we don't know how good it is until it come out that yeah. oven, right? <laughs> right, right. Until somebody begin to taste it so and, and involve the two, themselves in it. Combining the two actually will get to as perfect as possible. To yeah. be very honest. Wow. So little by little, you pulling those weeds out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, that's choking the life out of a possible greatest yeah. thing. Mm. Yes. Um, because don't stunt, don't stunt your don't stunt your growth. As I said before, I was expecting me from people. What are you producing something for? Just for you? Mm. Oh. Okay, um, you just shut me up. That's the challenge. I thought I had a response, but then yeah. Because if it's just for you, you might as well keep it to yourself. Okay. True. That's true. But if you're doing something and other that the people world don't need perfection. They don't. They don't. The world needs so what's for them. It's so funny <laughs> yeah, because true. I've written some things. And I say, you know, I don't feel that I'm that prolific of a writer. There are so many people who do it so much better than I do. You know, I just, eh, it's all right. Eh. And then I share it with people. They're like, oh my gosh, this yeah. is so good. And I'm like, it's really not. I mean, it's okay. It's all right. I mean, but look at this writing and that and that. I could never write like this. Mm-hmm. And well, and yeah. I and honestly, I, I've not, changed, that, changed I've not written because of it. Yeah. I could have... Anyway, because your brain is always going to tell you it's not good enough. We're plucking some weeds out of yeah. Bridget today. Yeah. Thank listen, you. Listen. Yeah. It's, it's for somebody else. Yeah. CPR today yeah. for Bridget. Yes. It blesses you. It does bless you yeah. because it gives you value and purpose, but it's supposed to cause fruit in someone else's life. Exactly. Because if it's just for you, you're not called to be selfish. If it's just for you, it might as well, it's going to stay with you. Right. But if your mind frame is, I'm providing a service, I'm a servant providing a service. Yeah. Versus the servant being served, mm-hmm. then it's going to have a different connotation to it. Exactly. I believe. Yes, I agree too. So, guys, we thank you. Yes, we thank you for listening. I'm praying. Thank that you, you for listening to my counseling session. Y'all. <laughs> <laughs> I'm praying that you you heard something that encouraged you, that uplifted you, and always remember, I, I'm a I'm a fond believer of everything you do, plant seeds. Everything. Even what you don't do plant seeds i know that because you get out what you put in <laughs> so if you don't plant you will not bear fruit exactly so even spiritually we plant we plant seeds and i'm praying that we get out of our own way yeah. that we're, we stop Truly. becoming on stumbling block mm-hmm. um that we 
stop ignoring weeds mm-hmm. that are killing plants. Exactly. That we don't mistake plants because the weeds and the plants are the same color. We think that it's growing and it's being successful, but at the same time, it's growing with the plant that's growing. Mm-hmm. And it can choke the life out of that plant. God, we thank you for this time. I'm praying that if someone's listening, that they're encouraged, that they're strengthened, that they conflict, con- confront some things. Yeah. Um, and that and that that confrontation produces resolution. resolution. That's right. <laughs> we love you all. God bless you in Jesus' name. We all love you. Love you. We pray for say you. Say yes. What I'm supposed to say? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Listen. What? I love you. Oh, I love you. <laughs> I do. I love you all. I really do. I really love you guys so 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 much. Go ahead with that super affection. Yeah, I know, right? She pulling out the weeds. Yeah, listen. Yes, they are pulled. Okay, <laughs> and they they not coming back. And if they do, I'm I'm ready to grab them. <laughs> God bless you guys. Love you. Have a blessed and wonderful day. All right, we love you. Love you. Have a good day. <laughs>